While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. So, Marcus, we have a, a great guest, and I, I think I think a first here for the show. He wore a tie. <laughs> he did wear a tie. Evan General <laughs> wore a tie, which, by the way, folks, I think you got to give him some points for that, right? Yeah. He, he dresses up, sundown, but he's still dressed for business. I appreciate that. I'm a nice guy. We were talking, had a nice conversation off the air here. Uh, Evan General, and Marcus, let's start the show out with the fact that Evan's running for state representative. He's a Republican candidate. He's got Westport, Fall River, New Bedford, Freetown, a part Kushner. of a Kushnet. Yes, sir. Right? It's it's a very big district, yeah. And he's come all the way to break some news here on our program. Evan, you've got some breaking news tonight about politics and, and how it impacts you and the state of Massachusetts. Go ahead, Evan. The floor is yours. Thank you, Chris and Marcus, for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm I'm really it's really good to see what this you know station has done with this program um, and the success the success that it's had. I'm certainly a big fan of the program, uh, so I appreciate that. you having me on. Um, Tonight, I'm proud to announce that the governor um, and lieutenant governor have endorsed our campaign for state representative in this district. Um, you know, the governor has always been committed to the South Coast, um, and I think South Coast communities have always had a strong partner in the bigger Polito administration. So um, I'm very grateful for his support um, of our campaign and for his dedication to the South Coast. That's big news. We're speaking with state rep Evan Gendro, a Republican candidate for a state rep down here in the South Coast from Westport. And he just announced that he got the endorsement from Charlie Baker and Karen Polito. Um, so why did they uh, decide to endorse your campaign? Well, I think I think part of it speaks to, you know, the the unifying factors of our campaign. Is right? it because you look like Charlie Baker? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. I, was like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of aspects of our campaign and the issues that we're focusing on. You have the same barber? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are certainly a lot of things in our campaign that, that are issues that the governor and lieutenant governor have championed um, over their last eight years in office. Um, fiscal responsibility, right? Um, accountability, transparency, um, public safety, right? Those, those are the sorts of things that, um, transportation, infrastructure, right? Those are all initiatives that the Baker Polito administration has really emphasized over the last eight years. Um, and it's something that we're looking to continue um, if we win this seat in November. Um, you know, you look at even recently, right? He's, he's promoting, um, you know, the offshore wind industry here, which will bring jobs um, and promoting clean energy here in our community. The, the, the Lieutenant Governor just did a press conference the other day over at um, Ice Cube Cold Storage um, where there was grants announced for, for infrastructure and transportation, which will really help um, our businesses here in a big way. So I think that uh, between that and South Coast Rail, a lot of other initiatives that they've um, you know taken part in, uh, they've really been a champion for the South Coast, and I'm really proud to have their support um, in this race. So, Marcus, we're, we're speaking with Evan Genro. So I had told you, Marcus, uh, last week that I had gotten wind that this was going to happen, and um, we talked about it off the air. Um, the reality of it is, is Charlie Baker was the most popular governor in Massachusetts history and in the state of Mass in the in the in the in the United States right now. He doesn't put his brand on losers, and he has poll numbers. Yeah. The one thing Evan I would say that is a big bonus for you right now is obviously Charlie Baker and his team have polling numbers that your campaign can't afford to to do. <laughs> 
that indicate that you have a potential to win or else you would not have been endorsed right now. So, folks, the reason I say that is that it's very hard for Republicans to get elected. But this young man right now has done a lot of work for four years now, right? Well, and if, if I could add to that, too, just on the, the, the financial portion of it, I think that, you know, when you focus on the grassroots, when you focus on the residents, right, that's really where you get um, a lot of mileage in a campaign, right? Spe- having direct conversations with the voters, right? Um, and that's where we've been able to gain a lot of ground, right? So even though we may not have um, the money two years ago that we ran and we were outspent over 10 to 1, but we still got over 43% of the vote. And that was a lot of other things working against us in that campaign, um, just from you know the pandemic to a lot of other things, a lot of other factors. Um, to this time around, I think, you know, grassroots, um, going to events, knocking on doors, um, and still doing all the other things that, that a good campaign needs to do, like running ads right. um, online and, and in print and other things, um, and doing all the other things that, that you know, a good campaign requires, right? So I think we've been able to strike a really good balance between that, um, even with limited funds compared to our opponent. Um, I think we've really been able to have good conversation with so voters. What are some of the differences between you and your opponent? Sure. So uh, I think the, the big things that we're focusing on in this race are you know, f- fiscally responsible policies, pushing for tax relief, which is something from day one that I've um, supported and pushed the, you know, and called on the legislature to pursue. And if you look at that issue alone, I mean, that was something that the governor originally proposed a $700 million tax cut plan um, to help, you know, p- folks across the board from seniors and renters to low income and middle income earners, um, you know, to, to, and then the legislature came back with a rebate check proposal, which excluded a lot of folks um, you know, low income earners, um, and then folks making over a certain amount as well. So, and then they, they didn't end up doing that by the end of the session. And then this, you know, 62 F came out where it turns out, you know, I'm going to get you back on track here. What are the differences (laughs) between you and Paul Schmidt? Sure. So another issue in in addition to, to us pushing for tax relief and fiscal responsibility is um, supporting public safety. That's really been a strong point for our campaign. Um, you know, there's a lot of things now you see underfunding, understaffing in our local police departments, um, so we're really looking to have, you know, we're having conversations with um, those in law enforcement to, to really, you know, help address that Why issue. Why don't you think Representative Schmidt has been a partner to uh, the law uh, members of law enforcement in, in the district? I, I personally, I if, if I were in that position, certainly in this campaign, I've been, I, I think, the more vocal candidate on that issue. Um, I think when you're seeing the issues that we're seeing now with... Um, you know, with, with understaffing in, in departments, uh, it certainly takes someone who's vocal on that issue to, to you know, affect change. Um, and whether that's for in the form of, that could be in the form of local aid as well, you know, pushing for more money for our communities. Um, that's, local tax receipts often don't cut it for our cities and towns, right? Um, so they rely heavily on state aid, whether that's for funding public safety or funding our education system um, or other services that municipalities provide. Um, so that's another issue that I think we're pushing in addition to that, which ties into the, the public safety issue. So building well. on Marcus's question, to be more direct, um, when they had the police reform bill going through the legislature, your opponent voted on it. We had, we had guys like Jim Machado from Forever, who's a Forever lieutenant, retired, who represents the Massachusetts police. Hank Turger from the Bedford Police who used to come on the show regularly when he was head of the union. They opposed the police reform bill. Your opponent voted for it. Do you agree with the police unions or do you agree with your opponent? I, I think the unions have a lot of good points that they made in that, you know, when that the bill was being debated. Um, I think uh, one, one part of that bill in particular that, um, you know, I like to mention was the, a lot of them now are, are requiring sheriff's deputies, for example, to get additional training in order to work details, right? But when you have 
departments that are understaffed and can't work details now, now you're, you know, you're, and you're relying on sheriffs, the sheriff's department to fill in those gaps, right? And now they're sort of required to do an additional step to, to we should be making, we shouldn't be making it harder for our police departments to provide service to our communities. So we're speaking with uh, Evan Gendro, Republican candidate for state rep um, in the weirdest district ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but you're from Westport. So, uh, Evan, um, you, so Charlie Baker and Karen Polito are, uh, are moderates. There's been a lot of warring in between the mass GOP. Um, where do you position yourself on the ideological scale and, and specifically on the issue of, let's say, the Roe Act? Are you in favor of the Roe Act and of strengthening abortion protections in light of the Dobbs decision uh, that was handed down by the Supreme Court? Sure. So I wouldn't seek to change the way that the current structure of Massachusetts is set up. Um, I, I agree with the governor's positions on those, and um, I wouldn't seek to make any changes to that. Um, if there were added protections, would you vote in favor of them? I would have to see what those are in particular before I you know, can say definitively, but... Um, like I said, I, I wouldn't seek to change what's on the books now. We're speaking with uh, we're speaking with uh, uh, Evan Gendro, candidate uh, for state rep. He's running uh, in the what's what number is it? The eighth Bristol. The eighth yes. the eighth Bristol district. So I think a lot of um, what people might say, what your opponent might say, is you know I'm a Marine. I've been here for in the legislature for eleven years. You're a young kid. What do you know? What do you say to that? I say that you know. I, one of the main reasons I'm running is I think our district deserves a new voice and a strong advocate of the state house. I've worked in public policy for the last three or four years. Um, so a lot of these issues are things that I've worked on directly from economic development to community health um, and other issues surrounding that. So I, I've really gotten into the weeds on some of the data on the issues affecting our district and across the Commonwealth. Um, so I, I think that I bring a unique perspective um, to, the, to the district. And I think that, you know, that's that's sort of been seen in the responses we're getting um, in different communities, which, I mean, this community, this district, because of the way it is, right, it's Fall River, New Bedford, Freetown, Cushion at Westport, right? So there's a lot of diverse needs across the district, right? And it really takes a grassroots approach to learn all the, you know, the nuances and the issues across the district, right? Because there are very different issues affecting New Bedford than there are Westport or Freetown or Cushnet, right? So um, there's a lot of diverse needs that I think uh, it really takes a grassroots approach. It's amazing how many school districts you have. Right. Really, right. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. about it. It's amazing <laughs> how many school districts you have in this district. And of course, school funding is a big deal. Right. Um, you, you speak a lot about economic development. That's, of course, important. And you work in public policy. Um, Recently, there was a very big meeting on the fishing industry held at the uh, Whaling Museum. There were actually two of the, me two of the meetings. I was there. Um, I've asked other people about this in the past. Uh, did you attend the meetings? And if you did or didn't, tell me your perspective on what the changes they're making, they want to make, some people want to make, to the scallop industry. So I, I did not attend that meeting in particular, um, but I have worked on, actually, I, I, one of the projects I worked on in the policy field was um, a blue economy project. So I, uh, one of the big aspects of you know, I think the fishing industry in particular, but this goes into other issues as well, is the interconnectedness of the issues, right? So if... if but just, just, just let's go yeah, back to it sure. for just one second, sure. because I want to talk about the interconnectedness yeah. of it. But the... Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but man, I got to tell you, right? <laughs> Showing up is 90% of sure. the job, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And um, I follow this issue yep. very closely. They want to start opening up the scallop business to consolidation. Yeah. That is the major economic force of this region. You know, 
if you do business in this region, whether you fish or eat fish, you somehow make a living through the through the fishing industry. It's like a gold rush here, right? right. And um, the money circulates around. But there's a plan to change that. And everybody and their brother, including me, was at, at those two meetings. Not one, right. two. And I called out a Democrat earlier on this who wasn't there. And I got to tell you, I find that disappointing. I would... The reason I say that, Evan, is that there was a lot of follow-up. We we gave previous coverage to that meeting here at WBSM. Yep. I know you're listening to the station. We did follow-up on it here at the station. The New Bedford Light did follow-up. The Standard Times did follow-up. There was plenty of coverage on it. Did you f- do any follow-up on the meeting even though you didn't go? Yeah, so you're t- are you referring to the permitting yes. issues? Okay. Yeah, so I, I knows did. what it is. Yeah, I, no, I, I did. Yeah, on the last guy. <laughs> He's way better than <laughs> on the last guy. No, yeah. So, so, so you're, you're referring <laughs> to the, the, the leasing on the on the permitting, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so, I even though I didn't attend the meeting, I did you know look into that issue, um, and I, I think it's it's a, I think it requires a lot of input. I'm glad they're you know they're doing outreach in the community, right? Because right. that is a huge part of it, and I think a lot of issues don't go that extra mile. Um, I think, I, I think as a general rule, whatever is necessary to protect that industry, because it is such a, it is essentially the backbone of a lot of this community is, yeah, is the fishing industry, right? right. So it, I, I, in my opinion, I think that there's, there's always a balance, right? Between, between regulation and preserving the industry, right? And I think with the input of folks in the industry and leaders in the industry, we, there can be a, you know, a good... Policy, By the way, if you want to get on 508-996-0500, we're also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. I know you guys like talking to Rep. Chris Hendricks. Perhaps you'd like to talk to uh, Evan Gender as well. <laughs> so, they're, so They're chatting to him? <laughs> yeah. They're sending messages? So, um, <laughs> you can't read those on the air? So, uh, so <laughs> Inflation this, Hendricks. <laughs> um, no, but listen, I, I appreciate that. It was a big meeting. I appreciate that, that yep. you weren't there, but but that you all followed up and it does sound like you know what you're talking about. Uh, which, is, as I said, as Marcus said, better it's an improvement. Than, better than the, the guy last, who was here yeah, before. Right. Well, um, and I have uh, a lot of the community meetings as well, are, like you said, are important to attend. I, I yeah. went to, you know, the North End Neighborhood Association meeting where, where you know, different issues were brought up that are pertinent to the local community there just in Ward 1. So right? glad you mentioned that because my next question was sure. going to be about parallel products. Right. So uh, Rep. Schmidt actually signed a, a letter with uh, Mayor Mitchell um, basically endorsing the deal that he had cut with parallel products. Right. What do you think of the deal? Do you think it was the best they could have done or you think they could have done better? I, I think, you know, we can always do better. I mean, uh, you know, that's, that's, it's a difficult issue because it's, you know, it's some, I don't think any of us want, you know, that sort of facility near where we live. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I spoke with, you know, the, the folks leading, there's a group up there in the, in the North end that lead a group, um, against the project. And I've, I've spoken with them, um, at, at the ward one meeting. And, you know, the, a lot of their concerns were the, the conversation that was happening, right. Or lack thereof. Right. They, they wanted to be included more in the conversation instead of, you know, sort of being blindsided by the, you know, the decision coming out. Right. Um, and, I think that that was unfortunate that, you know, they, they could have been included more in the conversation. And, and I think also they just want good neighbors, right? So they want to ensure that whatever the deal that struck, you know, comes out to be that they are included in the conversation and that it's one that, you know, they can live with. Right. And that, and that is at least better than, you know, what, what something else without their input could have been. Right. Um, so that was to me that what I took out of that is one of the main concerns um, from the residents up there. 
So uh, we're speaking with uh, candidate for state rep, um, Evan Gendro. You said that um, you got the support from Charlie Baker and Karen Polito. Uh, Tom Hodgson, who's um, running for re-election, uh, he's got he's got run, running for re-election. He ran unopposed this time. He's got an opponent uh, who's you know a mayor up in Attleboro. Seems like a formidable opponent. Who are you supporting in that race? Uh, I'm proud to have a supporter of Sheriff Hodgson. He went to our you know kickoff and was a guest speaker there. So I'm appreciative of his support, and I'm supporting the sheriff in that race. Um, I think he's done a lot of good for Bristol County and keep him, keeping Bristol County safe. Um, and I'm looking forward to what he can do in his uh, in his next term. Okay, let's take a break, and then uh, we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight with uh, Chris McCarthy and Marcus Ferrer. We're here with Rep. Candidate Evan Gendron. We're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. Back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. As always, Marcus Ferrer is here. We have Republican candidate for State Representative Evan Gendron. Evan, if anyone's impressed with you right now, if they want to learn more about your campaign, more about you, what's your website? It's Evan oh, uh, that's my fault. Sorry. I keep screwing this stuff up. <laughs> Uh, why am I? Why am I doing this? I, because you're a millennial. That's why. <laughs> What's he? What are you? I don't know what's considered. That's a good question. That's a good question. He's Charlie Baker's twin. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 so, what, what's your website, Evan? It's evanforrep.com. And if you go on the website, there's a form on there that um, not only can you learn more about us there and and uh, contact us, but um, there's a form there as well that you can fill out and we'll get in touch with you, um, whether you want to, you know, get a lawn sign or ask us a question about the issues or, um, you know, anything like that, that we have a form in there you can use to reach out. Marcus is just saying you got a lot of signs up out there. We're, uh, I think that speaks to, you know, the, the kind of campaign we're running, right? We're, we're very grassroots oriented, right? Someone so on route six in Westport. So like good locations. There's what have few, you yeah. learned as a second time candidate? There's a lot. There's a big learning curve the first time around. There's, uh, there's there's certainly a lot to learn, um, and I, I think a lot of it too is as a first time candidate. There's you know f everything from you know how to, how do you file with the state, right? How do you? There's a lot of just just paperwork things yeah. that you have to learn, right, the first time around. Um, and then once you get through all that, then it gets to the campaigning, right? I think this time around we're able to focus more on the campaigning itself, right? We've built a really good team. Um, we have a lot of good folks around us helping us out. And uh, we've really engaged a lot of, you know, voters in the district. So I think that, you know, this time around, we're thankfully it's been a little, uh, you know, easier than the first thing we ever had such a steep learning curve. But every campaign, you know, presents its challenges. And this one's no different. Are there any legislative priorities um, that you have once uh, if you were to get elected? Yeah, I, I think, first of all, if, if, if the House doesn't pursue some form of tax relief or doesn't, or finds a way around the 62F regulation, I think that would be a top priority for me. But um, aside from that, I think economic development, I think there's a big, there's a lot of opportunities here in this district um, to do some good work. We have, you know, the waterfront here, we have a, a lot of different um, opportunities that, you know, if if we gave more resources to our communities, um, local aid is a, is a big part of that, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and I think it's an issue that's, you know, not often talked about. I know, you know, municipal finance isn't always, you know, the most <laughs> interesting thing, but... Marcus and I love it. We, <laughs> right, we nerd right. out over it, really. But, but I think it is a very important issue because I, I think our communities know how to spend taxpayer dollars better than, you know, often larger government um, organizations. So... Um, I think giving them more resources is a really good way to spur growth. So, uh, Evan, um, there's a few major um, legislative uh, things that have passed in the last few months. One of them is the uh, the Work and Family Mobility Act, better known as like the driver's license bill or the undocumented immigrant driver's license bill or the legal alien driver's license bill, however you want to phrase it. Uh, it's on the ballot. 
Um, two questions. Would you have voted for it if you were in the state house? And are you going to vote to repeal or uphold the law in November? I would not have voted for it. Um, I know my opponent voted for it and also voted to override the governor's veto on that bill. Um, I don't think that, you know, that I think that there's a lot of, there's, there's some flaws with the bill itself, I think. Um, one of them being that the RMV doesn't, at, at the moment, have the capacity to verify the validity of foreign documents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think as, as a, you know, just in an abstract level, I don't think anyone disagrees with qualified people being able to drive. Right. But I think a lot of the issue comes down to, you know, the, the, the ability of the RMV to verify foreign documents just as a as sort of an administrative side of things um and that none of i don't think any of that was really baked into that legislation to ensure that you know that safeguard was there so is your opposition to it uh like uh completely like a matter of like pragmatic like oh this this we don't have the capacity to do it they don't have enough resources and they should like let's say they reintroduced the law and they said we're going to add uh x amount of line item in our budget to uh, have document authentic uh, authentication the best in the world right are you are you going to be in favor of that bill do you think that undocumented residents of the commonwealth should be able to uh, apply for driver's licenses if they qualify well I, i i don't think like i said i don't think on an abstract level anybody's against qualified drivers being on the roads, right? Mm -hmm. But I think on the flip side of that, administratively, you know, we have to make sure that the RMV has the resources to to be able to verify documents. And that was one of the reasons that Governor Baker vetoed it in the first place. Another one was that, you know, that the the license, there was nothing in the bill that would have made the licenses distinguishable from another license, right? So that was another, you know, point um, that the governor pointed to. And one that I also agree with um, is a sticking point for me is why I would have voted against it. Um, so we're speaking with Evan, Evan Genro, the uh, uh, candidate, Republican candidate for Westport, Freetown, part of New Bedford, part of Akushnet, and uh, part of Fall River. So, um, Evan, the um, one of the big, big issues that always happened in the legislature is for years now, certain groups, certain public employee unions have wanted to abolish or eviscerate Proposition two and a half, which of course has kept our property taxes at the local right. level low. Um, as recently, Governor Baker actually signed off on a study to allow that to be looked at, which is opening the door to changes to Proposition two and a half. The people at home, the homeowners, the taxpayers right now are listening intently to you. What is your position on Proposition two and a half? Would you weaken it? Would you strengthen it? What's your position as a legislator? I think it's an important safeguard to ensure that taxes don't go out of control, right? Especially at the local level, I mean, uh, and I think that's another point for where state aid can be filled in, right? So if, if, if the two and a half isn't cutting it, right, you know, it's up to the legislature and the local delegation to secure monies to get funding for certain projects, whether it's a specific project or, or to fund level services in general for our cities and towns, right? So it, I agree with you, that's a very important issue, um, and I think one that's not talked about often enough, um, but... I agree that two and a half is an important safeguard for taxpayers. Evan, who did you vote for in the Republican primary for governor? Uh, that I, I'm really focused on our race. Who did you vote here? for <laughs> in the Republican primary for governor? Look, I, I joined me and Sheriff Hodgson <laughs> and voted. Who did you? Who did you vote? I, 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 I wish the best to our Republican candidates in this election. Who did you vote for in the Republican primary for governor? You know, I, I, 
I really, I, I'm looking to, to bring folks together and I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to, to, I think our, the party in general and politics in general is, is very divisive <laughs> and I don't want to divide, you know, Mr. Gendro, who yeah. did you vote for in the Republican primary hey, for governor? Who's playing McCarthy now? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> You're well, under I, oath, sir. Yeah. That tie's not going to fool us. So, um, the, so that's your answer. You don't want to answer. I think that we're, I think it's up to Republicans to focus on uniting the party and coming together to support candidates up and down the ticket um, for November. Um, I guess we'll let them go, right? On that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the, um, the, the, uh, it was a contentious debate. R- really, it was. Um, on the driver's license bill, um, which I call for illegal aliens, um, I'm opposed to it. And uh, tell me if you agree with this. I understand what Marcus was saying because there's more than just the administrative piece to it that you answered. Because if they can solve that, would that mean you would be in favor of it? And the reason I ask is because you have New Bedford and you have Fall River. Not so much Freetown and Westport or Acushnet, but certainly Fall River and New Bedford are a more attractive place for illegal immigrants to, to move to due to rents and availability and things of that nature. So is it a wise decision to create a magnet that other states like New Hampshire and Vermont don't have for legal aliens. They can come to Massachusetts and get a driver's license if they have the proper paperwork, even under your scheme where the paperwork is okay. Um, is that a good idea policy-wise? Well, I would have to see what the alternative would, would be, the, the specifics of it. But I think generally, too, and another reason why the bill is bad, I think it also speaks to public safety, right? If, if the RMV can't verify the validity of foreign documents, right? Then we're not sure who, not only who we're issuing them to, but whether or not the identity on the license is really the individual who's claiming to, to, to be that person. Right. So, um, it's a, it's a multifaceted, I think it speaks a lot of different uh, issues. If Jeff Deal comes to town, will you be in a picture with him? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I I think we're, we're very focused just on our race and, and really talking to, the people of Westport, Fall River, New Bedford, Freetown, and Cushnet. All right. I, I think that's as far as we're going to get with them. <laughs> the, um, I appreciate the question, though, but yeah, we, we, we are, don't. No, we, I don't we think are, you do, we are very, but that's okay. We're, we're very focused on Hey, look, on we've got a call. Let's here. take sure. it. Hello. Hi, guys. Jess? Hi, it's Jess. I think you've already had three or four bites at the apple on this, haven't you? <laughs> I feel like you guys are doing a fantastic uh, interview with Evan. However... Um, the, the problems of the Republican Party in Massachusetts should not fall on the shoulders of this. But you're not going to but you're not, but, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, this isn't. You can't just chime in. Thank you, Jess. You can't just chime in. And I'm going to call into your show and chime in and defend people when you're when when you're when you're when uh, you're interviewing them or when you're talking bad about them. Do you, do you, Evan, do you need Jess to answer your question? Because <laughs> that's what you just did. I love her, but do you need that? Would you like to stand up here on I, your own? I appreciate will, will support, Jess. But. Will Jess Machado yeah. be a member of your staff? <laughs> or vice versa. Or more importantly, will you be part of her staff? <laughs> So um, we're speaking with uh, we're speaking with Evan Jen. We're speaking with, Jen. We're speaking with Jess Machado right now. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, that wasn't planned for the record. <laughs> I know it wasn't. Okay, I know right. it wasn't. <laughs> no Trust one me. plans their mom to call. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be home early, Evan. <laughs> 
Make sure you don't go drinking with those guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> They'll lead you down a bad road. Evan, did you see Pinocchio, the new movie? I did not. No, I, I, did I don't not. want you to turn into a donkey. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, you know what? I'm going to take a break now. I'm kind of thrown <laughs> off. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back with Evan Gendro. We'll be taking your calls if you are a caller. <laughs> Who doesn't work here? <laughs> if you don't work here, we're taking your calls. Oh, man. Download the w Evan Gendro, Republican candidate for state rep. Good evening. You're live. Yes, and how you doing there, Marcus? Good. Hey, what's up, Big Al? Hey, Big Al. And how you doing there, Chris? I'm doing well every time I hear from you, brother. Big, Big Al, do you have a question for Evan Gendro? I'm just going to say to Evan, I wish you good luck when you when you uh, the election, and I hope that everything goes well. Marcus, uh, question to you, if I may, uh, is Ken Pittman working Saturday? Uh, you know what? Jess is listening now intently, so she'll be able to tell me if Ken Pittman's working Saturday, and I can get back to you later in the show if you if if uh, if you um, if you if you're listening. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna continue our conversation with Evan. And thank you for the well wishes. So so Evan, um, you um, you have done pretty well fundraising so far. Um, I noticed you had some big names on there. I noticed you had former district attorney Sam Sutter's wife Dottie. I noticed you had uh, former city council forever president. President of the Florida City Council, Cliff Ponte. Um, you had some other names on there that I recognize. Um, how's the fundraising going this time around? It's, I think it's certainly better than two years ago. Um, we're really able to focus on that more than we did two years ago, right? There was a lot of issues in the last campaign, you know, with the pandemic and everything else that hindered us from doing fundraising events and, and other initiatives. So um, this time around, I think we're a little bit more competitive. We're able to run more ads, get our name out there more, move our message more. Um, and I think that's an improvement over... 2020. And I think it also, you, you mentioned the, the, you know, our donors and everything. I think that it really speaks to our campaign's ability to bring people together. That's what we're really focusing on is, you know, I think everything is so divisive now. We're really focused yes. on bringing, you know, diverse groups of people together. And I think just our events in general have really had a, a, a big range of folks there from, you know, Democrats and independents to Republicans and everyone in between, I think. Um, that's what our campaigns have been able to do. Well, one thing I noticed, Marcus, about, about um, and, and we'll take your calls at 508-996-0500, he really hasn't criticized his opponent. No, he, he really hasn't. hasn't said a bad thing about his opponent. And he's referred to him genteelly. Um, We'll have to make some changes here. I don't know. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get in the uh, get in the program. Good evening. You're live with Evan Gendro. Yes, Chris Marcus, Evan Don up in Stoughton here. Um, been listening about the situation with the illegal alien and the driver's licenses, and I am somewhat dumbfounded why taxpayers in Massachusetts should have to fund more money to the registry to quote help prove people who show up asking for a license who they are because you see two years ago when i got to go for my real id license yes i got a ration of crap from the registry even though i've been licensed here for more than 50 years right they yeah. gave me a ration over my dd214 military certificate <clears throat> well so i've uh, probably never seen one before like you and me so uh yes so so I, I will say just to clarify the uh undocumented immigrants who are applying for a driver's license wouldn't get the real id because the real id is a federally recognized document I, I understand that but why should massachusetts taxpayers have to pay more to the registry to try to find out and verify who these people are 
if they don't have the proper documentation. Evan? Well, I'm, I'm not sure what the, the specific resources that the bill would require. I think it's kicking in in 2023. So um, if, depending on how this ballot initiative goes, I guess we'll see what the financial impact is um, of the bill to the registry um, and whether or not it'll require more funding. I mean, I think, and I think also just as a, as a general point, our, if you look at the, the, the funding levels that our state's at, right? We have, we're looking at a, right now in the face of a $5 billion surplus, right? And even if they do the refunds, right, with the 62F, we're still looking at a $1.9 billion surplus as well. Um, and I think that there's a lot of areas where we can invest that money um, locally. Oh, whoa, whoa. When I go down to get my gun license, um, I don't expect the police to jump through hoops to find out who I am and that the, I would have to pay the police more money in taxes to help verify people going for a gun license. That's ridiculous. Right, and right. It's ridiculous I, I for think, a driver's license. Right. I, I think, I think the, 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 the broader point that I'm trying to make is that if this bill does go into effect, those are the sorts of things we need to look into is how to administratively take care of this. I think what I, obvious, I, I'm, I'm against the bill in itself, um, and I'm against it passing them for the ballot initiative uh, being on the ballot. Don, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. So actually, um, so you're, but you said abstract, um, abstractly you're, you're for, uh, you're for, uh, you know, people on the driving on the road being qualified to drive, you know, via licensure. Right. Um, so does does that mean that you'd be okay with undocumented residents in the Commonwealth having a driver's license? I think if if the if the qualifications there and the and the RMV is able to if the bill is is able to provide a way that the RMV can 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 with a good degree of certainty you know verify the validity of foreign documents. Um, that's a big so, piece of it. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if the RMV would be able to. If we do can that with validate someone's parole papers from an El Salvadoran prison, right. you can give them a license. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that. <laughs> I mean, right, right, yeah, so, so, saying, I mean right? so so, no, so we, parole papers from an El Salvadorian prison aren't actually uh, you know delineated in the bill as a qualifying document. But what is sure. what, is, what would be though? Right. I, right. I, 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 no, I think that, I think there is a broader conversation we had about about what that would look like i think i think we need to see how the november ballot question goes before we look at you know one way or the other whether or not it it fails or whether it you know is passed i don't want to make the rest of this conversation about the license bill i want to make it about you because we're here for you evan so <laughs> we're speaking well, with will kill us. <laughs> so we're speaking with uh candidate for uh for state rep evan gendro so what's your um you know, you're Hold on, Marcus. You see that? Jess is at the window. <laughs> <laughs> She's licking the glass. It's got a big foam finger. Right, right, right. It's getting insane around here. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you know what? Let's let's do let's do a break now. That way She's we have throwing her bra at the window. This is crazy. <laughs> Jess, come on. Saturday morning. That's your hour. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break now, and then we'll finish out the hour with Evan. <laughs> Why should you download the gender Republican candidate for state rep? Grade your opponent Paul Schmidt's performance as rep. There's difficulty with assigning a, a, a grade. I think there are a lot of issues that we differ on. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you look even just on the license bill, right? Mm -hmm. He voted yes, not only on that, but on the governor's veto to override. Um, he voted against tax relief, right? Okay. And, you know, a number of other issues voted against the bill that would have made committee votes public, right? So there are a lot of things that we differ on, um, a lot of different uh, policy issues that okay. we differ on, yeah. So what's the grade? Um, I would say, I, I mean, I couldn't give him, I mean, if you're looking at like A to F, yes. sort of grade, yeah, I, 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 would, 
I don't know. I, I would say a D or an F. I think we we differ on on quite a few issues. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Mark. I guess you dug yeah. it out. I have breaking news. <laughs> oh, what's I that? Have breaking news. This comes from uh, former news director Tim Dunn, uh, who's at WBZ now. Um, State Senator Julian Sear says two charter flights carrying illegal aliens from Texas landed earlier today at Martha's Vineyard Airport. Um, they were taken to the community services center before they were brought to Martha's Vineyard High School. That just happened off our coast. Wow. Planes from Texas bringing illegal aliens. They've threatened it. Now they've done it. Interesting. What do you have to say about that, Evan? Would you give them a driver's license? <laughs> I would I would not, but but I yeah, it, I I agree with you what what you mentioned about, you know, it being a favorable place and and I think that, you know, that's again I would have voted against the bill, but yeah, it is it is definitely a, a concern. Yeah. So we're speaking with uh uh, Evan Gendro, a candidate for uh, for state rep. Um, so, Evan, uh, people like you, they want to help you out or, or learn more about you. How do they learn more about you? What's your website? Sure. You can visit evanforrep.com. Um, there's a, you know, you can learn more about, you know, my background, the issues, our platform. Uh, there's also a contact form on there, how to reach out to us. Um, and also on social media as well, Facebook, Evan Gendro for State Representative, um, Twitter and Instagram, at Evan for Rep. Uh, feel free to send us a message, follow us, share, you know, what we're doing. And if you want to volunteer or donate, all that's on evanforrep.com. And you're a local guy. You went to local schools, right? You went to UMass, you're a UMass Dartmouth graduate. UMass Dartmouth, correct. Yep. Um, a lot of local people helping you out? Yeah, we, we've we've really built, uh, you know, a good team across the district, too, which I think is important, right, to have a campaign that represents, you know, people from, from especially in a district like this, right? There are a lot of districts in the state that just encompass, yeah, really you know, crazy. a third of the city. If you look at the contrast, right, the 7th Bristol, for example, a neighboring, a neighboring district is a third of the city of Fall River, whereas we have five different cities and towns to cover. So building a coalition and getting people involved on your team who are from each of the towns, right, and who can represent the interests there is really important. And it's important for representative democracy, I think, in general, to have a lot of different input on issues and hear from both sides. Do you and, think your opponent's done that? Um, I, 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 think that we, I think that we do a better job of, of bringing people together and really starting a conversation um, on the issues that matter. Um, we've been vocal on a lot of issues since day one of the campaign and two years ago as well, so... That's okay, do you focus. think your opponent's been vocal on the issues? Not as vocal as, as he should be. I think we're, we've been the more vocal campaign on the issues. Um, we focused on, you know, whether it's from tax relief to public safety to transparency, accountability, um, local aid, a lot of other issues. Those are, you know, we've really been an issues-oriented campaign. One very local issue, so I was look, doing some research. Um, your opponent wanted to ban youth football. Yeah. Do you want to ban youth football? <laughs> I do not. I do oh. not. No, I, I think that... That, that bill in particular, I think parents know what's best. And, and by the way, technology and coaching and different things have come a long way right. to protect children who are in those programs. And by the way, they're great for the community as well. Yeah, they totally. engage you know, youth in, in the community, get them involved in, in really you know, positive, productive things. Evan, what's your pathway to victory considering you've got a long-time incumbent there and you're probably going to be outspent at a you know, probably 10 to 1 margin uh, if, if, the, if the incumbent taps into his, his, um, his coffers? I think, you know, looking at data, running a, a data-oriented campaign, which, you know, I, I always stress evidence-based policymaking, but also evidence and data-based, you know, campaigning as well, right? So when you have a limited resources, you really have to know where to spend money, where to spend your time, who to talk to, right? Those are really important things right. when you have limited resources, right? Because we can't just blanket five towns with our message, unfortunately, because of, you know, a funding gap, right? 
um, and other things as well. But um, so it, it really comes down to the grassroots and having individual conversations. And I think that's what we've been able to do so far and what we're going to continue to do, um, I think, in an even bigger sense in the next month and a half. Have you had a debate yet with your opponent? This, this we've summer? not. Um, but if, if BSM would like to host one, we'd certainly I would certainly sure. agree to that. I think we would. We have uh, Rep Schmidt coming on in a couple of weeks, too, yeah. for his own interview. Yeah. And maybe we can get one, get one set up. That'd be great. That. I think that'd, that'd be great. great. Cool. Be great. I think it'd be fun, right? I think that would be fun. Yeah. I'm um, looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So congratulations Great. on the endorsement from Charlie Baker. That's and from Jess Machado. And from Jess Machado. <laughs> right. Now don't now don't don't detour on your way home. <laughs> Jess is wondering. By the way, have you ever met her husband? <laughs> Did he tell you to invest in plastics by any chance? So um, I have one word, plastics. So uh <laughs> Thanks to you, Mrs. So Evan, Robinson. Thanks, to, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on, Evan Gendro, candidate for state. Thank you rep. very much. Uh, Thank you. And uh, and yeah, he's on the he's on the ballot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chris and Marcus, for having me on. Appreciate well, it. Uh, we appreciate it too. It was a it was a good conversation. Absolutely. Um, so, nice guy. You're a good guy. Thank I'm, you. I'm just trying to kill the last like ten seconds uh, before the satellite. I'll sing Mrs. Robinson. In. That'll kill it. <laughs> Evanforep.com. I'd rather just do the dead air. Let's <laughs> right. go with the dead right. air. All right. You'd rather the dead guy singing. <laughs>